Hi folks, welcome to Watdown, Season 2, Episode 3. This is Ted. And this is Link. Alright man, uh, how's it going up there in West Virginia? Oh, pretty good man, pretty good. Just, uh, well, you know, I just saw you the other night uh, right. down, down in Georgia uh, last weekend and... Um, but uh, yeah, I got back up and um, a couple, couple busy days at work, and I uh, got a couple more to do, and then um, then I'm hitting the hitting the road, hitting the trail, the the uh, the old trail out west. All right, and uh, yeah, that's gonna be our topic tonight: is preparing for the Grand Canyon and or coronavirus outbreak (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and if you're listening for the first time this is waterbound podcast and uh we oh talk about all kinds of paddling things outdoor things um usually discussing things in the southeast although tonight takes us uh on a different journey yeah heading with link uh preparing for this uh for this trip yeah, to the um, desert southwest. Woo-hoo. All right, man. So, what you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a uh, very heavy duty uh, alkaline water. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm gonna trying trying to uh, you know stay hydrated, getting getting started early. That's right. You know, um, but no, I I got um. You know, I'm getting like a little, little bit of a sinus infection, um, uh, right, right as I got home. So I'm not really sure what it, what was up, but um, yeah. So just trying to get through that. And, all right, I'm I'm back with the same thing. All so far of uh, all of of season two here, I've had been <laughs> enjoying these high pitch mosaic. IPAs. Oh, the high pitch mosaic. Yeah, yeah, from uh, almost like you're sponsored. High wire. It would be. They could sponsor me. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, but really, I just bought a bunch of them. <laughs> and cool. uh, and That's you know, uh, they you know, they don't go down as fast when there's only one of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, when when we're there together, they we tend to rack them rack them up. Stack them yeah, up. man. When we're together, the beer flows like wine. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So you got a uh, you got a trip report? Yeah, I do. I got out. Uh, so after I saw you Saturday night, got out next morning. Uh, went up to the Teleco River there in Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Um, known. You know, really for the ledges and baby falls and Jared's knee, which we didn't run any of that (laughs) because uh, I went up there with some buddies and we ran the middle section. um, Yeah. Put in at uh, what what is what's the little creek there? Um, What did y'all what did y'all run it in? Well, sir. Yes, I ran it in. Ran it in my little who drops on open boat. Oh, okay. Um, Thought I saw and, some duckies and yeah, we had we had two two duckies with us and I guess four canoes. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, Tommy, uh, my buddy Tommy Sunshine, uh, and I were the only ones that. Well, let's take that back. We were only we're, we've done it multiple times, and we were taking a. Uh, you know, Joseph and, and Charlie, they did it once before this year or once this year. Anyway, yeah. we had uh, two or three other guys that had never been down a- at all. And so, yeah, we just, we thought we'd take it easy and nobody wanted to get, you know, wacky up there uh, on, on the ledges. So um, I was worried about the level. It was, it, it, according to American Whitewater, it was on the low end, but, uh, you know, it ended up, uh, being a great level for, I wouldn't take a raft down at, at that level. You know, it was too low yeah. for that, but in the hard boats, it became like, uh, more technical yeah. and, 
the little ledge drops on it were, I mean, they were a lot of fun, you know, cause they were bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. when there's, when the water's up, it's just kind of like a big wave in some of those places and large. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, great trip. Uh, that's, that's such a, it's man. When you're driving up to the gorge here on the teleco and just looking down at the river while you're driving up it is so freaking clear and gorgeous. And, uh, I, I love, I love driving up through there. It is beautiful. And, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, some of these creeks and rivers that are that are so pristine, and that's that one's always stood out to me as an, as one of those that you know the water quality is just crystal clear, and and because I guess we weren't following a, a huge, you know, rainstorm. It had been you know several days. Um, the water was even clearer, so it, it was great trip. Uh, you know, we had a couple of little swims in there. I I did not i was proud to say um <laughs> and so nothing nothing bad but but anyway everybody everybody was real fired up and, and enjoyed it and had a good cool. day and cool uh you know raring to go back so uh fun times and i'm hoping to get back up there in the next couple of weeks here for um ain't louis fest yeah man so, that's awesome and i've got a new canoe coming Oh, coming, heck. coming down uh, free delivery from Blackfly Canoes, oh, yeah, uh, and I think August. Silver Birch and I think I think most of those canoe makers will deliver to Alf. Yeah, um, which if you've, I'm sure you, you know, if you're listening, uh, we've talked about this uh, before, but uh, Ain't Louis Fest is just a, it's a gathering of open boaters up on the Teleco uh, this time of year. Um, and it's coming up yeah. here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Sweet. so yeah, man, you've been on the road, so yeah, uh, you might have a road trip report. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do I not really just drove? Yeah. Drove, drove in, um, drove into, uh, down to Georgia last weekend and got to see my folks and, uh, and hand Mr. Rio off to them, to his grandparents, and uh, who he absolutely adores. And, uh, and his sister, right? Rio's yep, sister. and his sister. They, <laughs> they, uh, they have his sister. Uh, her name is Lizzie, and she absolutely adores him. So it's just love, 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 sweet love, sweet family love. Well, he's in, he's in good hands. Oh, most definitely. All right. Most definitely. So, yeah, man. So, uh, getting ready for the Grand Canyon. Ah! <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> it's, jealous. It's always, I don't know, it's, it's funny because I, I think my first time I, you know, I prepped a lot more for it because it was a winter trip. But this is, uh, yeah, um... And I still got a good bit more prep, but you know I have all the pretty much all the stuff. There's a couple of things I need to pick up, but um, uh, probably gonna do that, you know, on the way or while I'm out there. There's a couple of really good outdoor stores there. Anything I don't have, I'll pick up there and pick up my probably pick up my beer once I get there. And uh, yeah, man. So, how many how many beers you got to take on this? Well, Ted. It's, like a six pack. Uh, it's, it's hard times <laughs> out there at times. So, you know, anywhere from like a six pack to a 12 pack per day per person uh, is a good rule of thumb. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you may wake up because you're on vacation and just want to drink a beer. There you go. And so you pop open a beer with your uh, Irish coffee at breakfast or bloody mary or your mimosa and get your day going that's rough that's rough but uh i but, can't do you know, that i mean you know <laughs> usually i don't i don't pop a beer open until we hit water at least <laughs> yeah no so, i couldn't i couldn't do it i gotta get know. i gotta get up get my routine yeah but they're they're good they're good river beers light beers yeah. you know yeah usually and then I, i'll have some some mids and uh then some some heavies for for camp at night Right. But yeah, I've done, this is, uh, you know, 
like uh, like oh, they said no Happy Gilmore first trip, fifth trip. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, yeah, this is number five. Wow, nice. And um, what, how long ago was your first time? That was six years ago. Oh man, so you've been going like once a year. Yeah, almost. Almost. Yep. Yeah, there's been I'm trying to think. There's been, you know, a couple of there's a big gap between the first my between this one and my last one over a year. Yeah. So So um, my first question is uh, you know, like how how do you do this? You know, so people that have never gone on this, including myself, yeah. Like how does one uh get a permit or get in on a trip or yeah. how does that work? Well, um, so, you know, there, there's, there's, there's two kind of two kind of, uh, I guess two routes you can take. Uh, there's either, I mean, there's totally commercial trips going, um, not, not exactly year round, but, you know, bulk of commercial traffic, just like out here and most of the rivers is during the summer, um, you know, and, and you get the most daylight in there. So I, I think that's why, you know, a lot of people like going in there. Then um, you also have higher flows typically. And, and I'm sorry, let me back up one question here, because we're talking about this as if everybody knows exactly what we're talking about, because I know it's common in the paddling world, but. I mean, we're talking about uh, going down Colorado River, right? Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. Through the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and there's a bunch of different, you know, uh, ways to do it. There, there are diff- several different ways as far as length of time and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But there's, there's two modes of, you know, two ways to get on a rafting trip down the Colorado through the Grand Canyon. Okay. And yeah. The first is commercial trip where you pay a bunch, you know, a commercial outfitter, bunch of money, um, that you can, there's so many different options. Uh, you can take, you know, a big, you know, big motorized, huge 30 foot long, um, uh, snout, uh, you know, rig, which is this huge raft with the motor and everything. And they put all the stuff on top of it, lash it down, put you up there with all the other people. And, you know, these, these rafts are enormous. Uh, and then, you know, there's also the, uh, the classic float trip where you're taking, you know, you're being rowed down by, by guides, by boatmen. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, the, uh, you, you can also elect to paddle it. Um, you know, there are paddle rafting trips in the Grand Canyon where your, your gear goes on, um, on, you know, or rigs mm-hmm. and your, your gear boats, you know, they pretty much stay with you, but, um, they can go ahead and set up camp at, you know, or pull over and set up your lunch for you and all that. And, yeah. and, and then you, you are guided you know, in a paddle boat, like we use, you know, um, uh, but bigger, bigger paddle boats, bigger size boats, um, holding more people, but you paddle down the river to your camp each day. And then there's the, uh, you know, then there's the high end, the, uh, you know, like the creme de la creme, which is uh, a dory trip. And those are, uh, you know, the classic, uh, you know, wood boats, uh, really sleek and fast and, and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people when they see shots of the Grand Canyon, you see re- these real pretty, you know, handmade boats. And, um, that's another way to do it. And those, those trips are the, the high end, you know, you, 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 how, how many people get in one of those? Oh, you're only like maybe two people in a guide. Yeah, that's what I was so si- similar to you know what we're gonna talk about, but the boats are very small. Uh, yeah. They're 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 pretty small for for what it is. But you're you know you're in you're you're in a, clo- a craft as as close as we you know we get these days to what John Wesley Powell first took down 
the uh, down the Grand Canyon, you know, back in the uh, back in the late 1800s. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, that's that's and it's really cool because you know occasionally we get to see those trips whenever I've been and and it's really neat to see them. You get in there and look at them. That's really cool. But you're also as a, as a as a customer on one of those trips, you're forking out a, a ton of cash for you know the high one of the highest end multi-day river trips uh you can do and you're eating really good and you're like it's totally catered yeah and stuff like that and so, those those are kind of like a like a giant drift boat or something i mean that's what it makes me think of i guess maybe i don't know well it's a yeah it's a you know what 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 we call a dory but yeah. it's it's there there there's different kinds of drift boats um you know I mean, I've, like, I've been in drift some boats of those are, that's the only thing are I really for with, yeah. Drift boats are really for fishing and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. These are, these are, you know, have hatches and compartments. And, okay. Uh, they're, they're really cool. They're really cool boats to check out. So, but then, um, the other route you can take is non-commercial, uh, private non-commercial trip where, um, you get into a weighted lottery. You, you apply for, um, Basically, it, it takes place in February, um, and the lottery opens, um, and then basically you go on to the government website, onto the uh, Park Service um, weighted uh, non-commercial private lottery on the internet, and you uh, you know put in your name, uh, also. Um, you know, you pay a fee. It's a small fee. It's like I think it's twenty five bucks. It may be, it may be gone up a little bit, but um, and you can put in for um, you can put in for a certain number of trips. Uh, and basically, it's a weighted lottery, so you get five points when you apply. Um, yeah. and what helps? What helps? you to get a permit um is to have a have someone else who's known as a potential alternate or trip leader a, P, a patl mm-hmm. um who also has five points you take your points combine them on your permit and then you apply for the days that you want and they yeah. and they show you a calendar and you get to see what's available you know, and the later you wait, the less, less, you know, options you have for the exact days that you want. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's weighted. And then whenever the lottery closes and then they pull, um, you know, they pull permits for those, for those days. And, and, uh, the, the trips are either, um, I think it's eight, no more than eight people. A small trip is no more than eight people. And then a large trip is no more than 16 okay. um, people. Uh, and then also there's a certain length of trip that's you can do for certain parts of the, of the year. So because there's so many more people in the summertime, you can only get like a 16-day, up to a 16-day trip in the summertime. I believe that's the max. And yeah. then – the shoulder seasons, the fall and all that fall and spring. I think it goes to, it's like 21. And then in the winter time you can do, uh, they offer private, um, the private paddlers or the private floaters and they call them float. You know, they call it floating out there because most of the Colorado river, you know, most of the grand Canyon is flat water, a majority of it, uh, with some very big rapids, lots of them but you're doing such a long stretch of river um that you know there's a lot of floating involved um but uh you can do up to 25 28 days in the winter time wow and is it is it easier also a number uh, one of the reasons why is that the days are shorter so you're okay yeah 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 that makes sense you're not as you're not as able to put in and the water's a little bit lower too. So you're not going as far, you know, in one day uh, unless you really push it. So where are you going to ask? I was going to ask like, so 
obviously the summer dates are much more in demand. So when you apply, you put those, I mean, if you were to put in winter dates, you could do that. I mean, you might have a better shot or not. Yeah. You, you see the, uh, you see the, the calendar and you see what's available. Okay. Um, and you, you know, most, most people are doing it, have an idea of when they want to go or when they can get the time off. Yeah. This is a huge chunk of time. Sure. Uh, not just money, but time to be taken off work. So, yeah. Um, my first trip was a 25 day trip. Um, my second, my second trip was a 16 day trip. So the first one was 25 days in, uh, November, December. So that was kind of like the winter trip. It was, you know, the beginning of winter, uh, trip. So it was a longer one. Um, my f- second trip was a mid-August trip, 16 days. And my third trip was a March 10th launch, um, 21 days. And the same as this one that I'm doing now. It's a March 10th launch, but we're going to do 18 days. <clears throat> And, you know, you can do up to 21, but some people elect to do less just because it, you know, fits in their schedule. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's nothing long. saying you can't do less. Sure. Um, and then my fourth trip that I did was uh, was 21. So, and that was, a, that was an October trip. So, back, uh, back, you know, back to... Um, you know, how to get a permit and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the, um, the lottery is, you know, it's kind of neat. And people are like, you know, why is there a lottery? You know, I didn't, you know, I've never, I've never been able to pull a permit, you know, win a permit in the lottery. And uh, the reason why they went to the weighted lottery is so, uh, many years ago, um, the way the lottery the way the permit system was set up was like the same people were getting on the river all the time. Like their, they were, they were, their, their number was coming up every single time. And they did away, the park service did away with it because they wanted, they wanted to spread the love. They wanted yeah. more people to be able to get on the river. So the way it works is when they pull your, pull your you know your name for your permit um you lose all your points at that point so uh you can only do one one trip per calendar year now see and back in i think back way back you could get on as many times as you wanted yeah you know and that's on a that's on a non-commercial trip okay okay so uh like guides go down there you know they they do they'll do out and back, out and back, and you know they'll they'll just turn and burn, you know. And uh, but for private paddlers nowadays, you can only do one trip per calendar year. So my I first time I pulled a permit, I pulled two at the same time, which for, were for different calendar years. And one was for one was for uh, November December, and the next one was for mid January. <laughs> and well, yeah. I got a call from the ranger and he's like, man, you just pulled two Grand Canyon permits at the same time. And he's like, you can take them because, you know, they aren't in the same calendar year, but you got to have all your, your, all, you know, your, your entire deposit ready now. And I was like, crap, dude. You know, I was like, I, I can't, you know, so I was like, I got to give them, give them up. So, I, but I lost all my points when I did uh, that. Yeah. So I lost my five points and, I, I had to go back to zero and then every I think it's like every year you build up one more point again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also, if you don't get a permit, you know, when the, when the weighted lottery happens, they do cancellation permits afterwards all throughout the year for, for that particular, um, for those particular dates. So kind of like I won, I won the, the, yeah, and you couldn't do it, so that yeah, somebody so, else got the so someone else option. got to basically got the option to, um, they they do a another lottery 
whenever those happen and they, and they notify you, you know, like, Hey, listen, you know, these dates are coming up. So if you want to put in on them, you can, but once you pull them, you don't have as, as much time to prep. So you got to have your stuff together and be ready to go. Cause it may, it may be a couple weeks away or it may be, you know, six, seven months away. But with the lottery, with the weighted lottery, they pull for the next calendar year. So, and, and what, I mean, I was talking to another buddy. Well, it's, it's our buddy, Rob, who we had as a guest a while back, but, um, he was looking to do this cause he went somewhere last year. Um, but is my understanding like you and I and Rob and, you know, four or five other buddies could all put in, right. I mean, like put in a, uh, whatever request. Um, I mean, yeah, but- that, that's kind of the strategy, right? Like you get your crew, everybody tries to get a permit and hopefully one of you will. So it's, you know, it's, they have these permit parties for people that get into these things. They have these permit parties and, um, you know, it's, you can do that on the Canyon, but you can't really, I mean, like you, you can only do two people, okay. you know, you and your potential alternate chip trip leader. And if one of y'all doesn't have the points, it's, it's actually, it kind of hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. Most other rivers, they, they aren't, uh, most other, multi-day permits aren't weighted like the grand canyon you know like okay. it's a, it's a lot different process I, yeah. I, I and i haven't i haven't gotten in and i you know shame on me i haven't gotten in the four rivers lottery just because i can only really only do one of these trips a year and i've been on five and six years and it you know it's it's takes a lot out of you and quit you know, hogging all the spots man hey man <laughs> but all those, all those, all those trips were, you know, other with other permit holders. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. None of those was my trip, so sure. I got invited on all these other trips. So, but it's funny because I went forever with not being able to get one after, especially after that. That those two I had to give up, and I lost all my points. Um, um, it it I. I was like, well, crap, I'm never going to get on the Grand Canyon. And then once I did my first one, I, people just, it was just like people kept asking me. So it was awesome. You know, I just got into this, this pipeline where like, you know, like people like, Hey man, you want to go on the Canyon? You nice. know? And it just yeah. started, just started raining, raining Canyon trips. Yeah. Like monsoon rain, flash flooding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, trying to think anything else there um well so oh yeah get, and if yeah, you yeah. win one of these that the i think the deposit is still 400 bucks yeah so like in my case i had to pay that 400 that 800 bucks for two of them if i wanted both of them right up right off the bat so there there's there's a little expense there so how much is it i mean like all right so it just it, varies it varies no, but I mean, if you're gonna, is it very? Is it per I'm, I'm person? It, is, it, it it varies depending on how many people go, how many yeah. days, how much gear you take. If you do it, and we're gonna get into some of that. So okay, but yeah, it it the cost varies, man. Uh, but the per the the deposit, you know, non refundable deposit that you pay the park service is four hundred bucks. But you're probably gonna when you start getting other people involved, they're probably gonna help cover that right you spread that out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just you distribute uh sure cost so but yeah so and then um you know the the two different trips you know um the private non-commercial trip is very much a a do-it-yourself trip Um, so so you could get like let's say somebody you know i got a, a permit I could go buy, you know, four or five sun dolphins and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, what do I need? <laughs> I mean, there's 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 regulations. There's there's certain <laughs> things that you have to have. And all the western rivers, they all vary in in what you what you have to have like minimum requirements for 
for uh, required gear, um, a fire pan because you you can't just have uh, you can't just have open fires on the ground out there. So everything is you know everything is Groover. We, we, we practice you know leave no trace ethics. So um, you you have to have a Groover. Uh, you know Grand Canyon we have seven. Woo. We have seven for sixteen people. And that's, yeah, that's Gatalasis, uh, you know, and there are other ammo cans on the trip. And sometimes you, <laughs> you, you got to break into that, that spent yeah. I, em, empty yeah. ammo cans, empty. Hey, right now I need seven for myself for 21 yeah, well, days. Well, I hear you. <laughs> that's no doubt. But then there's also like, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have groove, you gotta have, uh, uh, you know, water, water jugs, you gotta have a filter of some kind, gotta have, um, you know, all kinds of stuff, man. And, uh, you know, some, some craft are not permitted. Uh, sun dolphins are not permitted as far as I know. Damn. I can't imagine them, uh, you know, per- letting something like that go. But actually, uh, no, you know, joking aside, uh, people do take like, little whitewater boats to put on the raft and then they get them on and off. Right. Kind of me. I've seen people doing that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to have a plethora of, of craft, a plethora of a plethora of crafts. So, but, um, you know, I mean, we'll have, forget if we have anybody canoeing or not. Um, but we definitely have a kayaker or two. I'm, I'm carrying two of my, uh, two Rocky mountain rafts, little, you know, two playboats that we can pump up. Anybody can jump in them if they want to, you know, feeling up to giving some of the rapids a try, or if they just want to go out and do their own thing, you know, floating, yeah. they don't want to be on the gear boat and they just want to go out and paddle around. And, you know, that's, uh, that's cool too. Um, you know, I've taken paddle boards with me. I paddle boarded my first trip. I paddle boarded 84 miles of, the two, two twenty six we did, two twenty six, two twenty one. Yeah, it was two, two. Yeah, two twenty six. Um, trying to remember the the mileage to the to Diamond Creek takeout, and then Pierce Ferry is like two, two seventy, something. Um, and then my second trip, I paddleboarded. 54 miles, but I paddled bigger rapids on that one. And so how, how long, you know, is your day on the water? Like, you know, I guess two, if, two kind of questions. Like, like are you like trying to cover miles? God would tell you it varies. Yeah. But I mean, are you trying to cover miles or are you it, just trying to get certain campsites? And I would imagine there are probably slow sections. And, it, it varies. Uh, yeah. Just depends on the, the group. And, uh, you know, lots of variables, uh, water, you know, what the flow is like and, you know, how much ground you want to cover, what side hikes you want to do, which campsites you want to grab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also what, what, you know, whatever you're dealing with from day to day, like other trips, um, some, you know, you know, we, we try to, we always try to work with other groups um, and, uh, you know, like, oh, you guys shoot for that. Yeah. We, we were thinking about another camp. So y'all go ahead and take that and, you know, yeah, have fun. And so you're out there with other groups, you see them, you know, they go by yeah, or you yeah, go by yeah, the yeah, camp. Yeah. And, you know, if someone's at that camp, unless they're packing up to leave, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't just pull in. It's not cool to yeah. just pull in on top of somebody. Uh, but we try to work with one another and you also try to leave, um, you know, when there's commercial trips out there, you try to leave them, you know, like leave them alone and they, they try to leave you alone because the guides, they would, they want to be on, on your trip. They want to be on that private trip with their friends and having a good time. Yeah. And yeah, they'll also let you know. And it's cool because there's, 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 not only is there like lots of communication down there on the river between trips, but there's also economy, you know, where people barter stuff. And, but yeah, the commercial trip would come by like, Hey man, you, you know, if you guys are trying to make, and they'll know which camps you're 
you know, where are y'all headed today? And you tell them, and they're like, well, there's, just so you know, there's two trips not too far behind you. So, you know, like, if you guys want that, you better go for it. You know, like, cool, thanks. So there's, yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, and I've got, I've got friends that guide, you know, for some of the, the bigger commercial outfitters and, and, uh, always, you know, I always, always hope to see them out there, but, uh, usually I've only run into them at the put in, uh, but that's kind of neat also. Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the DIY trip, yeah, you're doing it yourself. You go through, you go through, um, a company that outfits you. Uh, with whatever you may need, you can, you can like, we, we get the full package whenever I've gone, we get, you know, all of our, you know, all of our gear, um, all of our gear, our food, all that stuff set up by this company. We come in, we stay, um, uh, this, this company that we use, uh, Mo and Kopi Riverworks, uh, who my buddy, uh, Brady Black owns. Uh, super cool people. Um, they have they have like a couple houses in Flagstaff. So we we come into the house where we're gonna stay at, and then our group meets there in the house. We stay there for the night before we go to Lee's Ferry and uh, at the put in, and we get all of our stuff together there. And then they show up with this big big huge truck uh, with a big flatbed, you know, trailer. Uh, steak truck with sides on it and we just load all of our gear up on that and they take us right out you know load us up and take us right out to lee's ferry to the put in um and it, and it's all i mean they they got it dialed they got it down you know down to the the last detail man you know right you know it's what's funny is there's a ton of people that do the grand canyon every year that have never done this trip and like yeah. one of my after one of my probably my first trip the place we were staying this other group was as we were coming off the river they were going out the next day not a single one of them had had hardly uh one person had kayaking experience and we were like you guys y'all y'all don't have any paddling experience they're like oh yeah we're climbing you know, backpack and stuff like that, but we've never been, you know, we never floated and we never paddled. We're like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there's people that do that all the time out there. So it's kind of wild to think about. But, um, but with the DIY thing is you've got a little bit more freedom, uh, but you're doing the work. It's a working vacation. Yeah, sure. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, uh, that they come on these things. And, it's a it's a working vacation. Everybody pitches in, you know, and we assign duty groups. So, you know, like two or you know, like three people will cook, um, will cook for a day, you know, like a full day of meals. Somebody's another doing an, another group of people will do dishes and clean, you know, clean the kitchen and stuff like that. Um, another group will. Um, uh, set up camp and then you know another group will there's like i think there usually ends up being like five groups or four what's the, groups what's the best job of, of as you go through the cycle setting the through? groover up well i was gonna also ask you what the worst <laughs> job is and i figured i knew that no you know it's funny it's like i i always joke and everybody does is you know groover location and, site, and for those groover, who don't know, the site groover. selection is key. All right. What is the groover? Let's just go ahead and get that out there. It's 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 a poop can. <laughs> poop can. Yeah, it's it's a big old you know fifty gal caliber, uh, you know ammunition am, ammo can. So nice. comes there is. with a lid. Comes with a lid. You know you some sort. You unhatch the lid. Yeah, and then there's another ammo can, ammo can with all the, all the, um, all the toilet stuff in it, and that's where your, that's where your seat lives, and your, you know, your cleaning supplies, uh, your toilet paper, you know, reading materials may be in there. Uh, you know, separated. It's all separated. But yeah, you you pull the lid off your Groover, 
and uh, powder, you know, use some bleach, powder your donuts down there. And then uh, <laughs> if you had any from the, you know, the day before, uh, and then you put your seat on and then you're good to go. But you set up a little, little like pee bucket. Cause yeah, not, not everybody likes to, um, well, we, we definitely don't like people peeing in the groover because it can, especially on hot days, it can lead to a buildup of methane in inside the groover. And, and those have been known to, uh, give way wow. in a, in a explosive, violent way. Um, that would suck. Um, but, uh, but yeah, setting up the groover is pretty key. So you, you can't pee, uh, I mean, you got to pee in can't something pee on the ground, man. Yeah, what about in the water? You can pee in the water. Yeah. Cause the solution to pollution is dilution. Yes, sir. Um, you can pee in the water because it's silty and full of, you know, full of, full of silt and mud at most of the time. And pee. Uh, you <laughs> cannot pee in a creek. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're real protective of the creeks because the creeks have the, you know, the cleaner, clearer water, and that's usually where we're getting water from. That's where we're filtering water. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. And also native wildlife and plants and stuff like that. We try to leave that alone. Um, and there's so many people. I mean, the the deal is there's so many people. If they just let it all, you know, yeah, it'd be a mess if everybody yeah, left exactly. it all out there. Yeah. Uh, and. It would draw in varmints and pests and animals because uh, all that stuff out there, you pee on the ground and your your inter- crystallizes and it draws in you know sheep, you know bighorn sheep or pests or and it just wrecks the campsites. Yeah, yeah. And then they get habituated, so they're they're just like they don't even care. They're like, oh, I see you're peeing right there. I'll wait till you. I'll wait till you walk away <laughs> and then I'll come look it up. But, uh, but yeah, so the DIY trip, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not just vacation, man. You, I mean, we're working, uh, but it's awesome. You know, you get to determine where, where you want to camp or sh- where you want to shoot the camp and how, how you're going to run the rapids. And, you know, for, for guides, it's a way to go for paddlers. It's a way to go. Uh, but if you want to be, uh, you can also on a DI, you know, on one of these non-commercial trips, you can bring your own gear. If you have all the stuff needed to do, uh, needed to do a trip like that, you can totally do that Yeah. and pay for what you need, you know, pay for other little things that you may need. So that's, uh, that's the private non-commercial route. Cool. Yeah. And the, uh, the, uh, commercial uh, trips, um, you know, the, the advantage to those is, is, you know, you have, a, you have guides on all the boats. Uh, like I said, you can be on a big, huge 30 foot motor rig being driven down. So those, those, those trips can be, can go faster. You now, know? I had, I had no idea they, they had like motorized, you know, so yeah. Got, like, yeah. On them or there's motorized season, which is, you know, basically spring through spring through fall, and then fall like f- late fall through early spring is non-motorized season. So you know, and there are people that like prefer to be out there when the motor rigs aren't out there. But honestly, you don't you, you don't really see them. You, you don't really see them all that much. It's, it's not that big a deal. And, you know, they can help you out whenever they're out there. They can give you beta or, you know, um, you know, definitely if something goes down, those are good guys to have out there, yeah. you know, cause they can, they can, they definitely can radio out or know, know the best spots. So, but I could see how that would, you know, if, if you, you know, just envision being out there and all of a sudden something comes along and it smells, yeah, it smells it, like fuel and all that. It's, it's, it's not that bad. You know, it's not like, you know, my, what I hate is the helicopters and those, those guys are flying over, flying tourists over the Canyon way up all the time They're And they're pretty, they're, you know, they're pretty good elevation, pretty good altitude, but still, it's just like, uh, you know, you go the helicopters, you know, but, um, but yeah, so, 
you know, the advantages to the guided, you know, trip, commercial trip is that, you know, you got a guide in every boat. They're really experienced. They know all the ins and outs of, uh, of the canyon, all the little honey holes, you know, little, little cool spots, uh, the history and every little spot, um, you know, and they're driving you down there and, and, um, um, there's, there's no, but they take so many people. The trips are the trips are really big. There's I think they they can go up to thirty people on those motor rigs. And the the people on those just kicking they just, back. They just yeah. Kicking, like, getting their suntan on. They're they're like wearing rain gear. So when they hit the waves, you know they'll they'll hit the meat of the big stuff. Uh, but you know a lot of times they aren't even getting wet in in the in the you know smaller rapids, but. You know they're 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 out there, uh, you know, on vacation. They're tourists. You know they got their cameras. They're blanketed in sunscreen and um, and but you know they're they're catered to. Uh, you know the high end trips. I mean, they're set, people are setting up your tent for you. <laughs> you know they're cooking for you. They're cooking the finest stuff: steak and lobster, and you know every night and shrimps and. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and you just, you, you don't have as much say in how the trips, how the trip goes, you know, you're, you're on a, you're on a commercial trip. So, and you know, I've heard people say, you know, oh, we have to, you know, correctly have to wipe, you know, wipe the customer's asses for them and stuff, you know, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a definitely between all those trips, it's a different kind of clientele, you know. Yeah. Between say between the motorized trip and the dory trip, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the dory see. trip it's like it's like all doctors and you know <laughs> like very you know outdoorsy but you know uh, uh, well to do people and the yeah you know, the the motorized trip is it, just a mix of people but um, yeah they're yeah it's uh, you know I I don't really want to I'm not into the motorized thing. I have friends who are, they're like, yeah, you ought to do it with, with a motor, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, in some ways it, you, you can go upstream, you know, you want to do a side hike and, you know, you want to go back up and do a side hike you take the motor, the, the, the boat back up to a side Canyon and then come back to where you're going to pick people up, I guess. I, I don't know. There's, it's just, it's just weird to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but you know, probably the, one of the best things about this trip or these types of trips is the food. The food is, the food is amazing. Uh, you know, um, like, so and, you gotta, and, I mean, first of all, yeah, I know we've talked about this, but since you're not, it's not like backpacking because you, you, you don't no. have to. So you got boats and coolers. Yeah, we've got we've yeah. got you know the best the best uh, you know what everybody knows what a yeti is, but yeah, we don't use yetis out yeah. there. We use um, a lot of them are called canyon coolers, and they're made out there in uh, Flagstaff, and they make a great cooler, better than a yeti, uh, and and not as not as bulky and big and. Uh, these things, you know, they'll hold, they'll keep stuff cold for like two weeks. Um, you know, if you maintain your ice and your water in the bottom of that thing, it'll last forever. And the way Mo and Kopi does it is they actually start by, they layer the ice. So they put, you know, all the, and, and every cooler is set up for a certain amount of days. So you don't open it until that, that, you know, the, mm-hmm first day on that comes up but what they do is they take your meat all your frozen stuff and they lay it in, layered in there by day and then they fill it up with water and then they let it sit for a certain amount of time so it separates and then then they they put the next layer in, fill that up with water and then let that freeze in their in their freezers and then they come back and they just keep doing that all the way up the so everything melts at a at a certain at a certain rate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, and awesome. They just got it dialed, man. Yeah, they know and exactly. the food is, yeah, I mean, we're eating everything from, 
you know, just really good big pasta meals to steaks, um, you know, salmon. We'll have we'll have salmon a ton, you know, and you know, whole salmon. Uh, big, you know, big old, big old, uh, big old fillets of salmon, um, uh, shrimp, you know, we'll do, um, ribs. Uh, they even have some, you know, pre-made like bag meals. If you want to go that way where like it's, you know, barbecue in a bag and stuff like that. And then we have all the fixings. You have fresh baked bread and salad and there's always a ton of veggies. Oh my gosh. Um, and, uh, like my first trip we had, we had, uh, meat eaters, we had vegetarians, we had a couple vegans, I think we had a couple vegans and we had paleos. So we had like three different diets or four different diets. I forget three different. Yeah. We had three different diets and, uh, I mean, we ended up having to make like three different meals every, every meal. You know what I'm saying? Like cooking for three different, um, um, yeah, yeah, diets, and uh, it was wild. But um, but there's always and and when they prep, when when they, you know, you start by your food menu, you're laying it out however you want. You can go, you can go deluxe, you can go kind of like heavy in one area, light in another. You know, they they ask you what you want. You know, are you a coffee or a tea yeah. person? Um, you know, are you a half and half and, and, and sugar or do you like honey, you know, in your coffee, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. They, they really do it up and they, and then, and then, you know, all your dry goods go in, in one ammo can for, uh, for one, one day. And so you pull that out and then all your stuff is in there and it's ready to go and your recipes are in there as well. And so you like, boom, you open the can and you start making dinner. Uh, and it's awesome. Yeah. Dessert. You know, we have dessert, every, everything but ice cream, but we'll yeah. have cheesecake out there sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's really cool. And it doesn't get any better, even if it's not great. <laughs> that sounds oh, man. great. But even when you're camping, man. Oh yeah. Can, yeah. I mean, I, I will say that of, of all the trips, the the twenty five day trip, even though I was with a bunch of awesome people, um, you know, it's really long. Yeah. It's really long. And by by day eighteen or nineteen, I think, is when you lose all your frozen meat, basically. Ooh. Ooh. You know, that's when they say they suggest they're like, Listen, your yeah. this stuff is gonna be done, probably done by day eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And at that point, uh, you still got cold water and some have some ice, but by that time you're kind of cooking, you know, out, out of cans, canned meals, you know, mm. canned ingredients like, you know, tamale pie and, you know, enchiladas and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you're just like, man, I would really love, I really love some bacon or boy, a juicy steak would be good, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and then by the time you take out, um, we almost always have stopped on the way back to Flagstaff, whether we took out at Diamond Creek or Pierce Ferry and on the way back to Flagstaff, it's a very long ride. We, uh, we stop at, uh, a, you know, like stop at a burger joint and there's this great place, um, in, um, oh, what is the name of that? Uh, Seligman, Seligman, Arizona, um, and it's this old, it's this old fifties diner that's been there on Route sixty six, you know, since like the forties or something, and it's so great. And they have like, you know, just really good greasy cheeseburgers and big, Where? huge, big, huge milkshakes. Oh, and yeah. you're just, you're just like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. And, and I, I, I have to say that the reason for this trip is it's a memorial trip for, um, my friend and many, many people who may be even listening, uh, for our buddy George Hedrick, uh, who passed away on my last trip down there, uh, you know, two, uh, two Octobers ago. Yeah. 
So uh, everybody on the trip is, uh, you know, pretty much everybody on the trip. Um, we had to substitute some people, but, uh, you know, late in the game. But um, um, the permit holder, you know, is, is was really good friends with George and George's daughters on the trip and a bunch of our friends. And it's it's just going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. So go back in and remember the old man in there. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm jealous. That's going to be a fun trip, man. You're going to be eating good. Having oh, just amazing cold, scenery. Amazing scenery. Beverages. Yeah. And you know what? I've never been to the rim of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> just I've be- never, I've never <laughs> been out there because it's a really long drive out from Flagstaff. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I said a long time ago, if I, if I ever make it in there, I, I definitely don't want to see the rim first. I want to see it from the bottom first and yeah. looking up, looking up at, uh, you know, up to the rim and the scenery is just amazing. And I, I can't think of any better way uh, to see it. Just like, just like John Wesley Powell saw it. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, uh, safe travels down there and, and I hope, I hope everything goes, uh, according to plan and everybody's, everybody's has a good time. Um, well, so some, you want to run through these, uh, upcoming events, uh, yeah. Here. yeah. Um, so this upcoming weekend, we've got this, uh, Georgia canoe association, hemlock treating, uh, outing on the Cartier river. That's supposed to be March 7th. Um, you know, I, I know we're getting a lot of rain this week, so I don't know what level that's going to be at and if they'll do yeah. it at a higher level or not. Yeah. I know during kind of the- wonder how many how many stands of hemlock there are on the Carter K. <laughs> there, there's a lot uh, down there in the DNR section is yeah. what, what they're trying to do. Wish but, I wish they would do that. You know, I, I guess it'd be hard to do it on Chattooga, but no, they, they would, they would. It's just, I think this is the, this is the first attempt yeah. you know, at working with the different, you yeah. know, they got to get permission from all the authorities and all that. Oh so yeah. It's yeah. the first kind of like, uh, well, I'll say the first thing they, they, they've been doing it on the green. Yeah. Um, and so this is the first thing in Georgia. So, you know, the, Maybe yeah. it'll lead to some 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 other areas. I think that's what. The hopefully hope. so. Hopefully yeah. so. So anyway, yeah. uh, hopefully that's going to happen. If not, I'm sure they'll just uh, postpone it. And but I know yeah. that they need to do it sooner than later. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, the following weekend, uh, starting the following weekend, um, is Alf, also known as Aunt Louis Fest. We kind of discussed discussed it earlier. But it takes place over two weekends, um, and uh, the second weekend tends to be the race weekend, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. That what we, that's that what I heard, too. I, I've yeah. communicated with some folks. Um, they have a uh, mass start canoe race on, down the ledges of the Teleco River, which is really awesome. It's, uh, it's the biggest shit show in Whitewater. They, it's how they bill it, and it's a really good time. And. Yeah. Uh, it I, I just was looking up some info on it uh, last week and sending it to some other buddies, but uh, um, it kind of got started. Um, I don't know what ten years ago or more. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact time. something like that. Yeah, about ten years ago, where um, I, I guess this guy Louie, who's an open boater, lives up there, uh, was trying to find out if there were any other open boaters out there and just seeing how many would show up at a festival and, yeah. and, and that kind of got it going. So that, I think they usually have like a couple of hundred boaters and, and, uh, Oh, there's, there's all kinds of people paddling and then people up on the road watching baby falls on the road. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty awesome. And they're coming from all over Canada yeah. coming from, Oh over. yeah. They're coming from overseas. And, yeah. Hopefully yeah. leave the coronavirus wherever yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, who makes it, who doesn't. That all going on. Uh, that the the next weekend after that, or I guess after 
St. Louis Fest. So after the 22nd, moving into March 27th is uh, the U.S. Open race at uh, Nantahala. Um, yeah. So that's a, uh, I think that's, I, I, I suppose people could enter that, but I think that's more of folks that are kind of professional uh, racing people. So anyway, yeah. it might be something fun to go watch. True, true, true. Right on. So, uh, um, April 10th through 12th is Shatula Fest, uh, being held at the, uh, um, what is the name of it now? It's the Shatuga River Lodge and Campground, uh, which is a festival celebrating the Shatuga and the Tallula, uh, which is formerly known as Tallula Fest, um, yeah, so uh, they're holding it the weekend of April 10th through 12th, and uh, two days of releases on the uh, on the Tallulah, which is the second weekend of Tallulah season, spring Tallulah season, um, and um, proceeds go to uh, uh, benefit um, Chatuga, the Chatuga Conservancy and Team River Runner Atlanta. So. Uh, y'all want to run some creeks? Get out there and check it out. Paddle South is the same weekend, uh, and is a um, basically a um, a freestyle competition and river festival in Columbus, Georgia, on the uh, Rust Rust South Whitewater, also known as Columbus Whitewater Park, and right in downtown Columbus, Georgia, and right across from phoenix city alabama right on the state line so uh i will be down there with uh rocky mountain rafts that weekend and um representing them and uh helping out whitewater express with uh yeah promoting it cool and then the very uh i guess that's the third weekend of april uh is Noli Fest at the Nolichucky River at USA Adventure uh, Resort, and um, going to be some great bands there. If you remember last year, we got flooded. It tried to flood us out, but it didn't. It didn't do it, and we 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 partied anyway and had a great time. But uh, definitely affected the turnout. Um, they've raised the road on the hey, entrance to the Nolichucky, so hopefully. It won't happen. Uh, it won't wash out. It won't get covered up as easily. But um, yeah, this is a great little festival, and um, uh, I'll also be there for Rocky Mountain Rafts. And uh, you know, come come out the weekend of uh, April uh, of 420, 420 weekend to uh, the Nolichuck and come out and paddle with me sometime. Hopefully, you can make it up there, Ted. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I'd love to. All right, man. Well, that's sort of it on the uh, latest and greatest upcoming events. If you've got some events, uh, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about, so we'd love to let folks know. Uh, shoot us a uh, message at waterboundpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send us a note on the Waterbound Facebook page. And, uh, hey, man, I just got link his uh waterbound t-shirt that's right and uh he's oh, sporting, look nice. sporting it right now i am yeah <laughs> i've been sporting it all day people are like what you talking about ain't <laughs> over till we swim yeah so but they're uh, like what's that waterbound podcast yeah, exactly it's, it's, it's an enigma um so i'll i'll share uh, some pictures of those i just got to figure out how to uh uh, I guess put a, a order form or something on, on the Facebook page. Uh, but we'll get that figured out and, and get some of those out there to folks that want them. Nice. All right, man. That's all I got. All right. Well, it's been good talking with y'all and, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do a little, uh, do a little addition from, uh, whenever I get to Flagstaff before I hit the Canyon. But, uh, if everything goes well, and then we'll definitely do something when I get out. That is assuming all y'all are still around. That's right. Uh, if the, the, the coronavirus don't get you. Yes, I hope not. 
hope not. So I hope not. I hope all right, stay corona free, and uh, we'll see y'all out down the river. All right, see y'all downstream.